for the word today. So let's recap a little bit. We're talking about in Christ realities, and we're going to go a little bit maybe different ways today, but basically what we were talking about, and I think there's a thread that the Lord just wants me to press into a little bit. So are you believing God for unction? Amen. Well, Father, I thank you that you make my mouth the pen of a ready writer writing on the hearts of these men and women today. And I thank you for boldness and utterance for Pastor Jay, for myself, uh, wherever Pastor Nancy is, boldness and utterance that you stretch forth your hand to heal. Signs and wonders are wrought in Jesus' name. We thank you for it ahead of time. Amen. Amen. So in Galatians 2, verse 20, and this is a scripture that just really tells, uh, it, it encases who we are in Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2, 20. It is no longer I who live. See, we need to remember that. It's no longer I. So we can't just predetermine what we are going to do in this life. We've got to... Uh, Seek the Lord and find his purpose and his plan, not just the redemptive promises of who we are, what we have in Christ, but let's find his predestined plan for what he has called us to do in this body. Amen. And it does start in the local church. I'm just saying it starts in the local church. If people are not uh, taught um, by anointed pastors and ministers of the gospel. Of course you learn at home. Of course you've got revelation. But there is a system that God has, has put into place to learn in the local church and to grow up in the local church. Therefore, we've got to have people that are called to, to run the lights, to run the cameras, to make food for ministers during conferences, to just do the thing, to clean bathrooms. So that is just as important as me getting up here and preaching to you. And when we're faithful to those things, then we can use our faith for all of the redemptive promises. And it's not that it's through works that we receive, because when when you are in Christ, you are already healed. You are already blessed. You are already prospered. But it can affect your faith if you are disobedient to uh, the plan and the purpose of God, and really just putting your hand to the plow to help. Like Pastor Nancy says, you can eat a whole bowl of broccoli, but that's not going to help you if you're being disobedient to the plan of God in your life, or if you're not walking in love and so on and so forth. Um, I think that uh, not being obedient to help in the local church is not walking in love with God and it's not walking in love with your fellow man. Because when they come in here and things are in disarray, they're not going to receive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you're the choir, you're here, praise the Lord. We, we appreciate that. Uh, so, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in, in vain. And we know, we talked about, and we're going to recap a little bit here because we just all need to, you know, we just need to look and, and just speak the, the ABCs, the, the, the principles, and, and just get that revelation just going, 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 going so that we don't forget it. Looking at the Word of God and not letting it, uh, not letting it grow dim. It needs to be big. 
we need to see it with a magnifying glass. And you can only do that if you're constantly looking at it. Amen. Just like that person looking at the water and they see their face in the water. And if, if they look away and they get distracted, uh, yeah, it's, they're not going to see it anymore. Right? So we've got to look at these things. Uh, being in Christ means we now identify with a new nature. So the God nature of the fullness of the God kind of life. And we have redemptive benefits of that nature. Whatever we need, he has provided for us in our new nature through the death, burial, and resurrection. So we are righteous. In other words, we've been forgiven. We've been healed. Uh, we've been redeemed from all destruction. But we've got to walk that righteousness out. So walking that righteousness out is living Faith works by love, being a person of, of love, but being a person by faith, because love works by faith. And, and your peace, you've got peace inside of you. You've got the joy of the Lord inside of you to do everything you need to do. You've got the strength of God inside of you to do whatever you need to do. You can use your faith, draw from your faith on a daily basis, but walk it out. Amen. Tell your neighbor, walk it out. Just don't sit on it. Let it lie dormant, but walk it out. Don't speak against your new nature. But walk it out by speaking the right things. Amen? And what you've been preordained, what you've been predestined to do, will come out. And you'll start walking in that plan as you just say it every day. And you might say, I don't really believe it right now. Just keep saying it, honey. Just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. He works in me both to will and to do. He who began a good work in me, he's faithful. Yeah, but I've been struggling with this for five years and I've been back and forth. If you keep saying that, you're going to keep struggling. I said, if you keep saying it, you're going to keep struggling. Well, so-and-so, they seem to get it. They just, maybe they grew up in a more disciplined family. I understand that. But all of us had dysfunctionalism in our families at one time or another. And we've got to learn that when we became a Christian and the Spirit of God became alive in us, a new nature, the righteousness of God, if we will just start looking at His Word on a daily basis and just say it, even if you don't feel like even, I mean, if you just sinned a minute ago, just say, thank you, Lord. I'm forgiven. It would be good for you to receive forgiveness. And repent, just do that. Just get up again. Speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. And then you will begin to see it with a new light and a revelation that you didn't see it before. And we've talked about using the tooth... Uh, I said toothbrush again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> paintbrush of our tongue. You can use a toothbrush too. Use the paintbrush, like I, I've told the students at uh, World Harvest, my mouth is waking up, excuse me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We use the paintbrush of our tongue and we are creating an image that really God already created, but when we say it with our mouth and when we believe it in our heart and say it with our mouth, we are painting a picture of what his word says. And it will start, it, it will start making sense, but it will actually start manifesting in our lives. Understand that you've got to see a reality of what God has already done for you. So we've talked about that the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm all day long. 
So we've got to learn to come out of the natural and take hold of the spiritual, remember? Come out of the natural, lay down the things of your past. Lay down the mentalities of your past. Stop talking about uh, all the hard things. Stop talking about the oppressive things. I understand if you're hurting in your body, but it's a challenge. But stop talking about how much you hurt. And start saying, Father, your word says, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. And you are getting the reality of that in the spiritual realm. And therefore, the natural realm will begin to change. It will begin to change because you are speaking what you don't see in this natural realm. But you're seeing it. You're getting a revelation of what it is in the spiritual realm. God already provided health and healing and prosperity. He already gave it to me. Just like if somebody gave you a house and uh, maybe the banker called you up and said, hey, somebody left you a house. You don't have to beg on the phone. Oh, please, can you give me the key? Can you please, can you? And he's like, wait, 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 wait. You don't have to beg for it. It's yours. They left it. All you do is come get it. All you do is get the key. And what is the key? The name of Jesus. The key that gets you into all the blessings of God is the name of Jesus. We come to him in Jesus' name. And we open up the door. And we start seeing what we have in Christ. And we start seeing what we can do. What do you mean we start seeing? You can see what you have in Christ, but you've got to start seeing what you can do. Go use the coffee maker. Go use the bed in the bedroom. Start using, start doing with your new nature and then you're going to walk it out. You are in Christ. You are in that new home in Christ. He's in you. What do you mean? He's in you so I can do all things through Christ. I can use that coffee maker. I can do whatever by his strength. I have all possibilities working on my behalf because Christ is in me and I can walk out whatever he's called me to walk out. Are you in this room today? So being in Christ means we now identify with the new nature. The God nature of the fullness of the God kind of life. We're just reading that again to get the the revelation. And we have redemptive benefits of that nature. Whatever we need, he has provided for us in our new nature through his death, burial, and resurrection. But we've got to walk it out. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.17. We read three different, we read several translations. But let's read that in the Amplified. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says... Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, you see, because now you come to him and you're in him and he's in you. You're one. Now make yourself one with the word. You're one in Christ. You're a new nature. But make yourself now one in the word. And what do we do to do that? Jump in the word, so to speak. Meditate on the word. Mutter it. See it. And there's a picture frame of the knowledge of God's word that you start with, but to get revelation of what really is in that picture outside of the, the, the frame itself, you've got to jump in there and get a 360. And we talked about Yellowstone and going to Yellowstone. You can see a picture of some, you know, a bear... And, and some trees and some mountains, but you're not getting the full revelation of what's really. 
And the word has revelation, many faceted revelation. And as you meditate on the word, and really specifically for what you need, you are going to start getting a revelation of that. And as you listen in the service, you're going to start getting a multifaceted uh, a sight of what you need for all areas of your life. And don't, don't be, it, it's, it's not a daunting thing. Don't, you know, don't, don't be afraid of that. Just use it when you need it. Faith comes, get it inside of you by meditating on, and then when you need it, release it. You need it for maybe a symptom came, uh, comes on you later today. Use your faith for that because you've been meditating on, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Maybe if you don't have quite the revelation, you go and you look at the scriptures of what you have in healing and wholeness, and then release your faith. But what you're learning today, that you're a love person of a love God, that you have what it takes inside of you, you've got the plan and purpose, and you have what it takes to walk that out, no matter what age you are, no matter what symptoms you've dealt with. My friend, don't give in to the enemy's lies of deception. Maybe you've had surgeries. Maybe you've, you know, I had surgery on my neck some years ago. But I made it, and I, I determined in my heart, and the doctor looked at me and said, it'll probably come back. And I just smiled. And actually, I told him, you know, I don't expect that. So when I went home, I was on that. I had it in my heart, go ahead and get the surgery, do what I need to do. It's kind of a less invasive type thing. But I spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke. I am the healed of the Lord. And anything that they did in my neck that is not in line with his original purpose, I call it in line with his original purpose. Anything that they did and changed, it will change back what it needs to be. I, you know, I'm just saying, I call myself complete the way he sees me. I don't care if, it it doesn't matter to me. If you have a metal plate in your body, you don't have to say, Lord, you melt that metal plate. You don't have to say that. Just just say, I'm healed and whole. And I function like you intended me to function. If that's with the metal plate, I don't care. If he melts the metal plate, fine. But I'm going to function like you called me to function. If you don't have range and mobility in your neck, just say, I've got range and mobility. Well, what if I had surgery? So what? Were you led in the moment? If you weren't, just repent and come on. Uh, Because you can't go back. How many of you, if you had surgery, uh, I decided to change that right now. I'm just saying. That's not possible. But just say, Father, I have range. I have mobility. My body is the way you intended it, the way you predestined anything that I've missed it on or whatever. I just ask for mercy. And then we've learned to... Ask him for direction. If, if, if you are told that you need surgery or something, I mean, I learned the hard way because I had that root canal done on my tooth. I said, just, just do it. And I didn't pray about it. And then I, all havoc. And I, I had a bacteria that came through my body. And frankly, you know, some bad stuff was going on in my body. But I was completely healed. There are a little bit of effects, but I call that completely 100%. The way he sees me, healed and whole. 
But some of you know, two years ago, I just had to preach by faith. I had to sing by faith. Couldn't even get up here because my throat was... I mean, I got up here anyway. You know. It had to turn around. Well, that was all free. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation. A new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Let me tell you something. You can't change the new nature. You can't change the new nature, and you can't add on the new nature. You renew your mind. It's restored. Okay? There are physical pathways in your brain that are, that are made doing you. Every day you renew your mind. Uh, really, when it's talking about renewing the inner man, it's talking about the, the, the spirit, soul, and the body, which really renewing the inner man is really more talking about renewing the mind. It's talking about the inner person. So we're not just, it, you can't renew the, the spirit man. It is new. It's been, it, you are a new creature. Now it can grow. It can develop is what I meant to say, like a muscle. It can, it can, it can develop. All right. Um, the seeds can grow. All right. But you can't, you can't add to your new nature and just say like, like the physical realm. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you've had physical surgery in this natural realm or whatever, that doesn't mean that you can't change that. Why? Because the new nature has already been established. You just got to start speaking. I am a new creation in Christ and he sees me as complete. So I call my body complete. When you get a revelation that your new nature can change the physical realm, no matter what has gone on, no matter what process you've had, no matter what surgery you've had, no what, I don't care if they took something out of your body and you need it. If you say, I am whole, I am healed, I am functioning the way God intended me to function. You say, I believe that's revelation for some people. Because you've thought, I, this can't ever change. You know, they did. The natural realm is always trumped by the spiritual realm. If you say it, if you believe it, you don't have to settle for a bum knee. You don't have to settle. You don't have to settle. You don't have to settle. Well, some of you get it. Is that revelation to you? That the, the, the spirit nature trumps this physical realm? Is that revelation to you? Somebody needs to stand up and say, yeah, it's revelation to me. Okay. Sit down. You're taking all my preaching time standing up. You're a new creation. A Christian is a new creature in Christ who has been restored to the divine life of God. Well, you read this last time. I know you needed it again. A Christian's a new creature in Christ who has been restored to the divine life of God through the second Adam, Jesus Christ. 
Men and women have been restored to dominion or authority to use the grace of God within the heart or the human spirit. Christ lives within us and now we have access to God's grace within to walk out our redemptive rights and privileges. Forgiveness, healing, prosperity, complete freedom in him. We could say, remember, the Pauline revelation is the amazing revelation of who we are in Christ, the delegated authority to use the power or the grace of God within that we access by using our faith in Jesus' name. In Christ, we have a badge or name that is above all names. We live in and represent the jurisdiction of the heavenly kingdom, a kingdom that is of the heart. That's why you pray in Jesus' name. We read T.O. Osborne said, no other religion can say what the Christian can. That is that our God lives in us. The greatest revelation of the Bible is Christ's identification with us and our identification with him. He lives in us. I said he lives in us. Now we're going to go on a little bit and let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans chapter 8. Verse 28. See, this message excites me. If it doesn't excite you, your wood is wet. We need to to dry that wood up a little bit and get it stirred up with a little fire going. You know, you can have the... If you have wood that's wet on the inside, that that fire is really hard to get it. Yeah, that's true. But if it's just on the outside. So, you know, some, we just got to dry some of that, that old nature. But on the inside, you really are, you know, you, you got it. Okay? You got it. You just got to walk it out and get it on the outside. All right, Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to the purpose Some people have let that down because they haven't walked out the fullness of what God has called in their lives. But how many of you have walked out everything God's called you to do? All right. You don't have to back up. Uh Just start where you are. And first of all, you say, Father, I'm sorry if I have not been faithful in areas, but just show me. Give me a light on things that maybe I've let go and just start where you are. Stir it up and stop going back to your own plan, figuring out. See, that's a problem because many times people get in their head. You know, they start going the right way. They, they start in helps ministry and then they get in their head. Well, I got to do this at the house. I got to do this. I got to, you know, look, you were, you know, you were doing well. Stop getting back in your head of what you can't do and start calling yourself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Yes. Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So, let's read this. God has an image of us in Christ. God has an image of us, really, in him, yes. in his son Christ. The image of who he made us and intended us to be or function for his kingdom. That's his image of us. Yes. We have to get the image in ourselves through seeing ourselves in the word and living out that example or that, or that revelation. Really, it's faith inside, but we've, we've got to see ourselves. Yes. 
This image from the word of who we are in Christ is a spiritual reality that will become a natural reality as we speak his word of who we are, what we have, and what we can do in Christ. And then we do what the Holy Spirit says in our hearts. So it's just not fulfilling uh, healing and wholeness and prosperity. It's just doing what the Spirit says. Amen. 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 We frame the portrait of our lives by our faith-filled words or our words of doubt and unbelief. What portrait are you painting with your words and actions? Now let's go back to that picture. Again, you may see just a, a, a portion of Yellowstone, but when you go to Yellowstone, when you go, when you told this, I know, you need to hear it again. When you go there, you're seeing it in a different light. Oh my goodness. Oh, I mean, who, who here has been to Yellowstone? Have you, I mean, and you saw it in the picture, but it's nothing. It's nothing like experiencing it in the real. You start out with the knowledge of God's word, but it's not until you meditate on it and get it in your heart that you start seeing it in the reality of that spiritual realm. You start seeing a 360, you, and you, you start, and really, if you're in Yellowstone, you're, you, you drive around here and you go around this mountain, maybe you see a bear. Remember that bear that came up to our car and they had signs all over the place? Do not roll down your windows. What does Pastor Jay do? And I'm saying, honey, it's a bear. He's like, I gotta get a picture. I know. I'm like, roll up the window. The bear's coming to the car. So I put out a, a text to all the staff, you, you know, um, we've had a bear of a morning or something, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. Yes. Now we said this, perspective and position is so important. Perspective and position. Your position in Christ and how you see your position is very important. The closer we get to the word and listening to the spirit, the better we will see. The closer we get to the word and listening to the spirit. There are some things you are not going to hear in your living room. If you're not obedient to come to the local church and to be a part. That's why even when we have the live stream, you know, we're endeavoring to make it as real as possible because we have the praise and worship and the, the offering and such. But there are, even that, because it's a, God is looking at obedience and he's really looking at you coming to the church family and reaching out and being a part. There will be things that you can't get in your living room watching live stream that, that you will get here even watching live stream of, never, uh, of the other service. Why? Because God looks at it with obedience. There are things that if Pastor Jay, in his heart, he knows he's got to be at the Miracle Crusades. And I'll be honest with you. I told him, I said, it just, it, it doesn't seem like God's dealt with me to be at the Miracle Crusades. And now we know why. Because you can only do so much. You, you know, I understand that. Uh, but yet he's had it in his heart to be there. And, and I endeavor to be as much as I can. And if he had it in my, he had it in his heart for me to stay. And he did this time. So I did. Um, so anyway, if he has it in his heart to be there, then and he stays home and in disobedience just watches it yeah. Yeah. 
on live stream, he is not going to get the revelation that he will get there personally. All right? So we aren't to forsake the assembling of ourselves together in the local church. And it's so easy. And I, I say it this way, and, and I'm, I, all of us need to hear this. I say it this way. It's easy for us to get distracted and say, well, I can just stay home for this service or I can stay home. You know, and some people, they'll just stay home with symptoms or this or that, but yet they'll go to work, yet they'll do what they need to do around their house or around their place, but it's not as important if they miss the service. Spiritual things and the spiritual realm are more important yes. than the physical things and the physical realm yes. all Amen. day yes. long. Yes. It will affect your life for blessing or opening the door for the enemy to bring in the curse that we've already been redeemed from. Amen. If you open the door to that, it's not God's fault but there are consequences attached to these things, right? God's words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. And we talked about in in Proverbs 4.22, let's just uh, go there, Proverbs 4.20 through 22. It's good that we just read it. Well, pastor, I know that scripture. I know you need to read it. Proverbs 4.23, I can quote it too. My son... Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saints. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life. They are life. They are life. See, you can, you can just lift your hands right now and say, Thank you, Father. Life is working in me. I'm hearing your word. Life is working in me. Strength, health, peace. Revelation is flowing. The God kind of life. Amen. Amen. They're alive to those who find them and health to all their flesh. How do you find them? In the word, by the witness of the spirit. And just use your faith. Finding something takes an active stance of hearing, gaining knowledge, and where it is, and to possess with a firm grip in order to apply or use what is found. So that's why we just used our faith there. Just sitting there in your chair, you can just use your faith in this place, sitting in your living room. I, I'm not saying live stream isn't going to, you know, if you're hearing the word, it can work for you. I'm just saying that if you are just doing that in lieu and being disobedient to be here in person when you can be here, then it's not going to work for you. I said it's not going to work for you. It, it's going to catch up to you, and you're, you're going to notice. And then the distractions will get... it. it, it you're you're sapped of strength and before too long that deception sets in and you think that it's okay to just keep on getting it that way and it's a it's a slippery slope isn't it we've all been there done that remember when we talked about in Luke 4 well Jesus he wasn't able uh, to be distracted by the devil's distractions he found himself in the scriptures didn't he yeah so let's let's go to Luke 24 Luke 24, I don't believe we read that whole thing last time, so we'll go there. Is this all right? Yes, And verse 25. 
that's not the right scripture. Where was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. Luke 24. And he said to them, uh, verse 25, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory? And verse 27, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he taught them who he was. He taught them what he could do. Really, he was teaching them who I am, you also, in me. That's who you are. He was teaching them about what they would have in that new life in Christ. When he was no longer there and the Holy Spirit came to live inside of them. And he was teaching them what they could do. He was teaching them about the plan of God and the purpose that they would need to fulfill. Because as he followed the Father, so also they needed to follow the Father. And not just their own plan. Amen. So he taught them about who he was. And he found himself in the scriptures. Uh, There was a man, or uh, I'm not sure a man or woman, but Courtney Lawson said, Jesus, and I, and I read this, and I thought, this is really good. I'm just going to read it word for word. Jesus spent most of his first 30 years in the, on the planet searching for himself in Scripture. He was preparing himself for his mission to save mankind from the sentence of death brought by sin. The Word of God also tells us who we are, and we're to follow Christ's example, to search the Scripture daily, to find who we are in him. When we know who we are and whose we are, it is our first step toward what we were created to do, our mission. Every day the enemy comes to attempt to deceive us about who we are in him and to steal our joy, our vision, and our destiny through the distractions of this life. Our fortress is the word of God. Find yourself in it daily. Praise the Lord. Find yourself in his word. And if we're not going to the word and we're not listening to what the spirit of God says, then we're really finding ourselves in how the world sees us and what the world is saying about us. We're finding ourselves in how our parents raised us. Not that it's all bad, but hey, it's natural things. And we've got to look at the reality, remember, of the spirit realm. Not just those physical things that people put into us or supposed to be right. We're not just looking at how people look at us. We're not looking at our past and how we lived and what we went through. Whether good or bad, we're looking. And even some of the good things and even the giftings, you have to see yourself in Christ. And there are giftings that may be in you from natural things. But that doesn't mean, okay, I'm gifted to paint, so I'm not supposed to be a pastor. I know a lot of pastors that are able to paint, (laughs) ministers. And if they put the giftings before the calling, Uh how many know that if they put God's purpose and plan and call first, then God will use the giftings that are in them for for his good and his plan. Amen. There are things I'm gifted to do. But I have to be very careful, especially, I've told the church this, I have to be very careful not to spend all my time on on the office things. I have to be very careful uh, not to spend all my time in in other, I had to gradually get out of the praise and worship team because I had to teach them 
because I'm supposed to be emphasized the preaching and the teaching of the yes, word. And there are things in music that God still has for me. Yes. But I'll be honest with you, it's, it's usually more along the line of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs than that because that's always been easier yes. for me versus just, excuse me, singing a box song. Yes, we can start out with box songs and just worship the Lord and be blessed. Amen. You understand? So I'm not, I can't just stick with just being a part of the worship team. God has a call on me to be a minister of the gospel. And then there are gifts that go along with that. Amen. And you know, to be honest with you, I can draw and I can paint. But I don't do it all day long. It's natural. It's, it's an ability, it, yes. things that God put in me, and great if I can use it for the kingdom of God, yes. but it's not something I'm to emphasize. Yes. Well, moving right along, that was all free. Let's go to Philippians 3, 7. Is this all right? Yes. Philippians 3, 7. See, people get that all out of whack. Well, I'm gifted to do this, so I'm going to, yeah, that's all good, but you better put the plan of God first in your life. And there are, there are a couple people in here that we have to remind you, you know, you're all about your business, but uh, God's about his business. Amen. And he's wanting you to get your focus back on the call of God for your life. Amen. Not on your business, not on making money. On. Not, not on, oh, I got to take care of my home. That's all important. But if you don't put God first in what he's called you to yes, do, ma'am. if you are called into full-time ministry, it's going to come back and bite, bite you in the behind. And wives... You better be glad that your husband's fulfilling the call. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'll just tell you right now, if your husband's called, so are you. Amen. You, might be, you, you might not be up in the pulpit. Many times you're going to be. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, I'm just saying. Well, thank you for all those shouts. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, Philippians 3, 7. Thank you, Pastor Debbie, for getting in my stuff. Yes. Philippians, did we say 3-7 or 4-7? Okay, thanks for listening. All right, Philippians 3-7, but what things were gained to me, Paul's saying, these I have counted lost for Christ. All right, that's what we've been talking about. You might want to read that a hundred times. Let it get in your spirit. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered for the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish. You see, he, he was a man of, uh, he was well known in the hierarchy of, what was he again? The uh, Pharisee. Yeah. So when you, that song comes back, I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be a Pharisee because a Pharisee is not fair, you see. I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be a Sadducee. I don't want to be a Sadducee because a Sadducee is sad, you see. I don't want to be... Well, anyway, move right along. (laughs) I just thought I'd bless y'all with that. All right. Yet indeed, I I also count all these things for excellence of the knowledge of, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, verse 9. Be found in him. (laughs) Be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, 
but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So let's, I'm going to go back there to verse 10. Uh, Brother Keith Moore said this, Faith and fellowship are inseparable. The joy of that relationship is fellowship. Relationship and fellowship are different. It is impossible to know fullness of joy by just knowing faith principles. So it's impossible just, just by knowledge itself without revelation is what he's saying there. Okay, let's, let's read the rest of this. If we don't know him, then we forget the principles. By faith, it is not just in the principles, but in the author of the book, in him. We have to see ourselves in him. We've, what does that mean? You get a revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. You get a revelation of all that he deposited in you, the spirit of Christ coming in you and changing that old stony heart out and putting a new heart in you and, and, and what he put in you. Now you're able to take all the tools that he put in you and use. Why? Because you're in him. And that's faith. It takes faith to do that. And it takes fellowship for that revelation. So when you're looking at the knowledge of God, because you've got knowledge, and then what? Understanding, which I call under, faith's understanding of the heart, which is also synonymous with revelation. We the same terminology. So you've got knowledge. But then as you meditate on the word of God, it becomes what? Understanding. You start seeing yourself in the word. You start seeing yourself beyond just the page, and you jump into the page. Just like Yellowstone, you're going there firsthand. Did you know that you can be here on this earth and get into the word and go into the realm of the spirit? How do you do that? Do we need to take a rocket and go there? Do we need to get up in a plane and pray in the Holy Ghost? No. In him. Just in your heart. Just in your heart, in, in Jesus' name. And you can go to the throne of grace. Yeah. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Yeah. And it helps to just, uh, just cut off all distractions. You're just hooking your tongue up to your heart. And I thank you, Father, for revelation of your word. And, and, and I went to Isaiah this morning, Lord, and it says, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Or 1 Peter 2.24, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. And I look at that, Father, and I'm looking at it at all angles. And I see that if, if, I, if I were healed, I am healed. You healed me. I, I am. So I can just say, I can just receive it by faith. Or I can pray to the Father. We go to Mark 11, and we can either speak to that mountain and tell it to go. Or we can just believe that we receive it through prayer. We can just say, Father, I ask you for the healing power of God to minister to my body today. Or you can just say, Father, in Jesus' name, I say the healing power of God's working in my body today. Did you see? That's two different things, but you're getting the same result. You're either speaking or you're just receiving it. But then you continue to praise. You continue to praise. So you can pray it, you can say it, but then you've got to praise it got to receive it by faith and just begin to praise him. And then, yeah, you just continue to say it. Yes, you do. Amen. That I may know him and the power 
of his resurrection. What does that mean? Well, I look at that word power, and God's word spoken from a heart of faith produces by a divine force of God's energizing power. I said God's word spoken from a heart of faith produces by a divine force of God's energizing power. So the power or the glory or the spirit or the life, all synonymous terms, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, you can begin to speak that out. And remember what we said, the paintbrush of your mouth starts to say it, and then you're painting an image of who you are, what you're seeing in his word, because we're finding ourselves like Christ, like Paul, found themselves, like Moses, he found himself in the scriptures. Amen? Amen. And we start saying who we are. We start saying who he's made us, what we can do in Christ, what we're we're predestined to do, what the purpose of God is for our life. We start saying that. And we walk it out. Amen? Amen? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, yes. and those who love it will eat its fruit thereof. Amen? Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So good. I said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so we see that. Moses found out that he was a Jew of the children of Israel. We read that. But I want to, go, I want to read that again in, in Hebrews 11.24. And you can just write that down. Hebrews 11.24 says, By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. We're going to have to refuse some things. Yes. We're, going to have to, we're going to have to say, no, I don't receive what I was called yes. at that time. Amen. You know, That's whether it was runt or whether it was... Uh, learning disability or whatever it was. I'm not saying that maybe you, uh, that it's a shame to be dealing with a learning disability. There's, there's no shame in dealing with those things. It's just like a symptom, but don't call yourself learning disabled. Call yourself blessed, wise. I remember, well, don't say, oh, I, I forget everything. Oh, please. You know, don't speak that over yourself. Don't speak that over yourself. Well, I don't really mean it. Yeah. What you're saying out of your mouth, you're eventually going to mean. And it's going to come past because you're believing it. Yeah. So he, he chose rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. And one translation says, Moses refused the title. You don't look for who you are in Christ by looking at your past, looking at what others see, have, or think about you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to go on here, and it's important that we acknowledge who we are in Christ. I said it's important that we acknowledge the good things that are in us in Christ. Amen. And I'm looking for that scripture in Philemon, acknowledging all good things. You know which one that is? What's that? Yeah, okay. Oh, here it is. Philemon 1, 4 through 6. Let's read that. Philemon 1, 4 through 6. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, 
hearing of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith, I want you to remember that, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So if we truly believe that we are in Christ, then we will acknowledge who we are in Christ by talking about all our redemptive promises in him and reaching out to the hurting world around us with the love of God. We are redeemed from spiritual death, poverty and lack, sickness and disease. Acknowledge by sharing who you are in Christ. Be an example. Show the love of God. And there's so many scriptures that we could read along that line. But I just want to take time to give you a few testimonies along that line. And we've talked about some of these things. Uh, I know it, it, it came up to me, uh, Brother Justin. Now yeah, he's got, is it a Ducati, that motorcycle? Ducati. I guess it's a special bike. It's a pretty bike, you know. Cool bike. <laughs> Um, but he got that Ducati. And one of the things, Brother Justin, he told me that in his past, he wasn't as involved with the local church, but he would go out, you know, because he loved God and got saved, and he would go out and witness to people, but he realized that he needed a pastor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He realized he needed a local church. Yes. So, so he, uh, he used to go out and, and witness, but he realized he needed more impact. He needed the word in him. Yeah. And so he got involved, and then he started finding himself in the scriptures and started seeing, oh, okay, well, I'm called to help my pastor. I'm called to, and, and he got more revelation of being called to be a pilot and, you know, whether in the ministry later on in life, that he's just being faithful from one point to the next. Do you understand? But he, uh, that old uh, life of his was without a pastor and without the, the grounding of the word and he was shaky in that but yet he would witness to people but now he's got more impact now he's got the word behind and now God has blessed him with things that he wanted back at that time but now God's blessing him because he's giving of his time this and God's blessed him with another business and you know so on and so forth and so he's got that motorcycle and at times uh, he'll be riding that and he'll see others you know and he'll pull in there and he has a witness tool now he's able to share Jesus with them and you know even he said with my truck what I'm saying is every part of Justin's fabric is to minister Jesus I know because if we're sitting with him uh, by the plane I'm always hearing Justin in the back and I'm thinking I wonder if he's letting that person sleep He's always witnessing. I think he might call, be called to be an evangelist. Evangelistically speaking. But uh, anyway, so it's a blessing. He's sharing. He's acknowledging who he is. He's not hiding that in every fabric of him, whatever he does, wherever he goes. But he understands what it is, what is connected. He knows the importance of the local church. He knows that to help, excuse the terminology, but his man of God. He knows to help his woman of God. He knows that that's all connected. 
and now he's witnessing and he's getting people saved and he's helping people, but it's with a newfound faith and, and, and he's affecting now not just getting a few saved in the background, but now it's also affecting nations. You understand? Because his plan and purpose was not limited to just a few people. Now he's helping us to reach millions. Millions. Did you know that your faithfulness to this local church, whether it's cleaning the bathroom, whether it's running the camera, whether it's working with the children, when you start getting frustrated, you remind yourself, I'm affecting millions of people. I'm affecting millions. I tell you, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Another testimony recently, again, you know, about Amazon. We ordered two tables, one per side of the townhouse, and then realized that you know, then we were getting the, the house and our, our landlord graciously allowed us to change our agreement. And, and uh, I just talked to her a couple days ago. She came and she was putting the four rent sign back in. Uh, and I said, now, Julie, she's an Asian gal. Now, Julie, uh, Julie Zinzin or something like that, um, this is going to uh, rent quickly. And it's going to be the right tenant because they're about, she I sure hope so. Yeah, I said, on. And then I went back in and I said, now, it's not on her faith. It's on our faith because she graciously allowed us to get out of our contract. It's on our faith. And I say, that's renting out quickly. And it's going to be the right tenant because they're next to us. So God moved the other ones out that weren't right and put us in the right side. You understand? With the green belt. And uh, so it's, that's all working. I didn't say all that to her. But anyway, so... Uh, they gave us four tables rather than two. So I uh, found, and, and it did not show on my Am account, Amazon account that we, it just showed that we paid for two. But there was a glitch in the system. There, there's an error in there, and I've got to look at my invoice. There's three different credit cards I had to use because, anyway, moving right along. It's a long story. Um, they thought it was fraudulent, and they canceled 145 of my orders. and I just... I cried at first, but then I <laughs> stirred the joy up. Yes, I told my husband on the phone, go deposit some money in there and hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they canceled it again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Praise the Lord. So after three cards, we finally got it. And it wasn't about the card. It was, it was a glitch, and they thought it was fraudulent, yada, yada. yada. So we got it. I will say that they were sending me a code. It was the third time they were sending me a code, and I just reordered everything. And the address was wrong. On RJ Everly Ministry account, this credit card I was using, the address was wrong, and Kimberly got the code. And she, and I'm, I'm kind of, Lord, it said I have to put a code in there, and I'm kind of scurrying around. It's like, okay, in the name of Jesus, where's this code? <laughs> What code? No code's coming. And they're getting ready to cancel my third time. And I'm and like, no, this is late. And I got to get up and go to World Harvest. We're going to service in World Harvest. I'm flying out. Kimberly calls me. Oh, no, text me. There's a code that came. Send the code. <laughs> send it. And, uh, and she says, you know, I'll call them. To, no, send the code. <laughs> and hurry up. 
And I put it in there, and so I, I texted when, you know, with exclamation, just send the code, now! And I told her afterwards, sorry, you know, I, it may have sounded a little strong on text, but I'm just saying, I didn't want to lose my third order. So we got it all in there. Well, anyway, so I was talking with Marcus from a company uh, where these tables, and they're from Italy or something, whatever. And, um, and it's through Amazon. They're these ones that extend out. You, you can see like 12 to 14 people, and that way you can have, everybody can eat dinner together. So we, we got these tables, you know, and they were reasonable price and all that. So I got them. And uh, I, first of all, I sent them a message. I just want to be honorable. We got four tables. I only showed that I paid for two. I want to make sure, did I get charged for these? Are these something that I need to send back to you? What, are, what do I need to do before we put the other two together? <laughs> because Cameron was putting them together. Marcus called me and he says, I just want to let you know something. Most people would not have ever taken time to call me, especially if they thought they could keep the tables. I said, well, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I said, Marcus, I'm a Christian. And Oh, he says, well, so am I. I said, wonderful. And he, said, you know, he says, I'm the sole person that deals with all of this yeah. stuff. And he said, and another thing, you gave us a five-star. He said, thank you. I said, well, they're nice tables. That's why I gave you a five-star. And they make you rate it when you're sending uh, uh, to the seller. And I, I, well, I like the table from what I've seen so far. Anyway, so we were talking a little bit, and he's just like, you don't understand, Mo people wouldn't do that. And all day long, people are trying to take advantage, and I have to deal with this. I said, Marcus, let's just be light and easy here, okay? Amen. And he said, well, from what I see, Amazon Charge does. And I said, well, I guess that means that I have to see. He said, well, this is the deal. They can't ask you uh, for money if they charged us and they did not charge you. That, they can't do that. We're not set up that way, and that's illegal for them or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I said, so, so he said, if you find that you were charged for them, be, he said, be sure and check your credit card. If you find that. And I said, now, Marcus, I don't think I want four tables. You know, I could maybe do three because we bought a house. And for our church, you know, I could use a couple. So you give me a discount on, on those rather than sending them back. And I'll consider keeping the tables. Or maybe one, send one back. He said, oh, that's a good deal. He said, I can't tell you the price right now, but... I'll work you a deal. I'm like, okay, we can do that because, you know, I, I don't know that I want to pay full price for a table that, you know, I'm, I could probably get another one. And he totally understood that. And he said, and now I won't be here until, uh, I'm going to be gone over the weekend. I won't be here through Monday because I'm dealing with some symptoms. And I said, oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, I said, Marcus, can I pray with you? I said, no, I, I'll just be honest. I'm pastor, and we're using these for our church and such. Um, I don't always let people know that. But I just want to pray for you. I, is that okay? He says, yeah. That was great. So we prayed in Jesus' name that he would minister him and just bless him. And, and I tell you, Marcus was just blessed. Why, why did I say all that? Because it was... and. Going back to Julie, for instance, when I first called her um, about being released from the other side, I was like, oh, Lord, I don't want to do that because we've got a word out there and we, you know, we've got a contract. And, but, but I knew God provided that house. And I knew that we, weren't, you know, we were either going to have to stay in two sides of the townhouse or just one side of the townhouse in the house. And so when I first called her, excuse the terminology, this is just what she said. I'm just repeating her. And I, and I told her, Julie... 
um, we're looking at, uh, we, we've been offered a house, like I told you, because you called me and said this other side had opened, and I told you, well, we're really looking for a house, but then we decided to go with the townhouse because of uh, the different oppositions we were going with, with just in the rental market there. Um, and, and she says, oh my God! That's what she said, I'm just saying. That's what she said. I don't like that terminology, and I don't normally use it. I'm just telling what she said. And I'm like, Julie, breathe. It's okay. Just breathe. Take a good breath, you know. And she said, you, you going to leave the other side? Too? No, we're moved in. We're all good. We're settled. I said, Julie, um, if you allow, and we can work a deal to, to get out of the contract. And we did. We worked it out with her, and she was fine with that. And, we, and, and then I said, and we will pray, and you will get the tenant, and it will all work out. And I tell you this, you got my word on it. If you didn't rent that place, I'm going to pay next month's rent. I just told her that. She said, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, anyway, so we have favor. So what I'm saying is we're not being frantic and anxious and calling and being demanding. We're just using uh, the peace of God and, and taking opportunities to minister to people. You know, the, the young couple uh, that uh, are the landlords to the house uh, that we're renting out of, when we, it was all said and done, we knew it was God. And, and we told you a little bit, so I won't go through that whole story. But one of the things that stood out to me, they said 10 years ago they were in a Bible study and they were uh, invited to a new plant church, which now is a very large church in that area they've been involved with for 10 years and God has blessed them that th through that church now they wanted to bless they they heard through a friend of Maya's that that Maya worked with at the uh, Summit Christian Academy they heard that we were looking for a place and they said you know their pastors looking for a church and if they need something for an office or or maybe prayer meetings or midweek or whatever um, we want to be able to offer a house and that was our heart. So when it was all said and done, and we'd been working on the contract, and I, we just got that, and, and I went over to the house uh, Friday and, and talked to them a little bit, I said, can we pray? And, and, and we all did. We, we joined hands, and I just blessed that house. And thank God, you know, thank you, Lord, for them. And we bless them and, and for their heart of giving. You see... What I'm trying to say is that we will have opportunities to affect people's lives. And I'm going to constantly, not, not in a way of just, in a wise way, but always getting in there. Why don't you stand up? Always getting in there the acknowledgement of who we are in Christ and what we can do. What can we do? We can bless them in Jesus' name. Who we are what we can do, what we have yes. in Christ. Yes. And then acknowledging it and using it and finding individuals as God leads us to, to be a blessing to. Yes. Amen. I'm always looking for opportunities. Yes. You know, Maya's, uh, Azariah and Micah were helping us uh, with all the Amazon orders when they come, they were opening the boxes and things. So I just blessed them with some money the other day. I said, here, this is for you. You know, I heard that Azariah was going to Legoland and <laughs> somebody blessed him, I guess, with Legos and 
and he's building a Mustang and a Hummer. And so I'm like, well, have fun at Legoland. And, you know, just always be mindful. Not of what we're putting out, but of what we have in Christ and what we can do to bless other people. Always be mindful of that. Now, I've told you many stories. You know, the man that was at Walmart, the, the vet who had his puppy dog in there with him. I'm always moved by that. And then it just stuck out to me. There's something there that God has. And so I, okay, Lord, whatever you want there. I didn't stop him in the store. And then it just so happened he was behind me in the line. That's not a coincidence. And I looked at him and he had some groceries in there. And I said, sir, we thank you for your service. And, and, uh, I would like to bless you with your groceries. I'd, I'd like to pay for you. He said, and he said, no, there's like $70-something dollars. Of gra- no, I couldn't do that to you. I said, sir, trust me, it won't break me. Yeah. It's all, God dealt with me to do that. And, and I just thank you for what you've done. Yes. And he looked at me and said, wow. And, and that was such a blessing to him. But, you know, it kicked something in in him. The treasure in him came out because... Uh, we, we spoke about some things. He found out that I was a pastor. I don't always tell people that. Um, but we were out in the lobby, and this was back in the full, you know, pandemic stage. And everybody's got their mask on and, you know, stuff like that. I did not have a mask. I was in Walmart, but moving right along. Um, he didn't have one either. And he was in the lobby, and he said, Now, do you mind if I take your hand and pray for you? Oh, yeah, that's fine. I have a problem with that. So people with their mask. And here we are right in the middle of the door of Walmart. And, he's pr- and he says, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, thank you. Of course you can pray. It's that bless me. So, you know, we're having a moment in Walmart. And uh, he was just telling me about what God's doing through, you know, he has a ministry to, to minister to vets and things like that. So I'm just saying, if we will just be like, I tell these stories not to... This is just who we are. Yes. And we, we look at ways that we can give and, and walk in love and be a blessing. Yes. First and foremost, in the ways that God tells us yes. to. But this, it, he just says, bless the poor. And some people will take advantage of you. Some poor people you're not supposed to give to. Because they just, you know, they want your money and your car and your house and everything else. And, and just, you know, don't do that. Be led. There are some people that look. I mean, they want to pull your heartstrings. They're in a wheelchair. They're this, that. And I mean, they've rolled up to me and said, hey, you know, could you help me with this? In my spirit, no. Sometimes that's difficult to do because you want to. I mean, my brother was with me one time. It just, I said, you know what? I'll pray for you. But at this point in time, I am not led to do that. And it's not about, and they just rolled off, trying to pull my heartstrings. But I knew that they weren't of the right heart and that there was something wrong with that, the way they were going about it, what they were doing. Now, I'm just saying, so we have to be, and I told my brother, I said, I just wasn't led. I I, I just want to let you know it's not that I'm not compassionate. He says, oh, he said, I understand that. You don't have to tell that to me. Yeah. There are people that do that to me, and I'm, no, it's not right. Yeah. I worked for that money. It's not, you know. <laughs> and my brother is a giver. Yes. You understand? Yes. 
All right. Well, praise the Lord. I, I, uh, we want to talk about reaching out and sharing, acknowledging who we are, what we have, what we can do. Amen. In Christ. Don't forget that and go off and predetermine your own path that will only lead to the enemy having a throughway in your life. And then we come back and we're, what, God, what happened? Well, we got off the path. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God is a compassionate God. Jesus lived to re- reach out, minister to, heal the sick, yes. give. Yes. He li- I mean, he fed the 5,000. You understand? Yes. It was much more than 5,000 there because they all had family. Yeah. And are we not supposed to go and do likewise? Pastor, you expect me to feed a whole group of people? I expect you to be led by the Lord and be compassionate to what the Holy Ghost and acknowledge who you are in Christ and stop saying, I can't do it. Stop limiting yourself and let the love of God shine mightily in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing that song, Amazing Love. I think that's appropriate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. Is there anybody in this, before we sing that, is there anybody in here that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to come to know him today? Anybody in here? Why don't you bow your heads in this room? Nobody looking. Maybe the usher would be looking to... Anybody in here, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you'd say, I want to know him. I want to know that amazing love. Anybody? Anybody in here that would say, and and even I'd ask the ushers to bow your heads on this one. You'd say, Pastor Debbie, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I have not been living I have not been putting him first. I've been pre or predetermining my own. Nobody's looking. It's just be between you and God and frankly me as your pastor. Anybody in here to say, I just want to, I want to do right by God. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? I want to do right by God. I just want to acknowledge. Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Just want to acknowledge that. And I would ask the rest of you, you just go home and you continue. You see, not in condemnation, but say, Lord, is there any area I'm not acknowledging you? Is there any area that I'm, not, I'm pushing my own plan and not yours? Okay, thank you. you. You can lift your heads up and let's sing this song. Amen.
Hallelujah. I want Ashley to come on up here. Ashley, we're, uh, she's going to have a surgical process and uh, have your tonsils out there. And we're going to minister to you with that healing power, but we're also going to agree with you. That's two different things. So we're going to minister by the anointing to you, but we're also going to agree that the doctors have the wisdom of God and that any process that they need to do will go properly. Amen. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name thank you. for the power of God that ministers to her. And I just command inflammation to go from this body to be made whole and healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I know my hands are cold. Sorry. Let's sing that one more time. Amazing love. process will go properly in the name of Jesus and that power is working in you in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah just lift your hands one more time and let's thank him amazing love amazing love I said, praise the Lord. Go your way acknowledging who, you're, who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, what you can do. And uh, have, some, have some testimonies. Amen. And I understand. You, you know, if everybody sent their testimonies, it would be difficult for us to read them all. But, you know, occasionally just let us know what's going on. And, and we like to share those things, what God's doing. We believe good things are happening in your life. And I know every one of you will have testimonies, and that is how the local church grows. Amen. So uh, go your way, and uh, I will be at the back there. I understand that we've got the, when is the shower? We just, 1230. So, oh, we only have 15 minutes. Um, we'll probably have to, because we got to eat some lunch, right? Um, we're going to start it closer to 1245. Okay, so we, we're going to give you a little time. So I guess, yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you that everything, we just speak to this body, we just minister mm -hmm. yeah. that yeah. this body will be mm -hmm. able to accept this process. Yes. In mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Father, look to strength. It's okay. It's okay. We look to strength. We call you healed and whole and full of life and strong. In Jesus' name. We love you. Yes, yes. We love, love you. We love you.
Thank it's you. all turned around. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord.